Today we're essentially talking about the slice of bacon of South Africa. South Africa? <laughs> Already it's gone! <laughs> Already! South America. That is a perfect start All to right. it. That is the start of the episode. That, no, that's no, where, it's that is where the theme song plays. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. I'm literally looking at the notes. It says South America and I'm just an idiot. Oh, so good. today we're talking about the slice of bacon of South America. Yep. I'm deleting the tapes. <laughs> we're deleting that. That was a perfect start to the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are talking about the southern, mo- the southern most country in South America. How is it? That does make sense. Just about. Just about, yeah. Uh, it's also like looks like. Oh no, it's not quite because Peru does sort of extend out past it, of course. So it's not the most left country. The most left country. The most left, the leftist. That'd be right, though, wouldn't it? No. What do you mean? Left hand side. It's Chile. Yeah. So it's not the most left. What part of Peru is more. No, I'm saying Chile is not the most left. Am, am, I, am, I, am I missing something, Scott? Am I being I stupid? I think you are. I think you're being stupid. <laughs> do you mean left wing? Chile. Chile, no, it's not physically the most left. It's on the left-hand side of the country, but Peru can be is more left. How? Because look at how far Peru extends out into the South Pacific Ocean. Does it go into the Pacific South Pacific Ocean? It does. Are you sure you've put the right? Yeah, it's Chile. Yeah, you got Bolivia. Then Peru, and then you've got Chile between them. Dude, dude, I'm thinking of Argentina, man. No, I'm being stupid. I just look at Argentina at the bottom there, like, what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I had the stupid moment. <laughs> How on earth? Are we both looking at a map and we're both, we just can't figure it out? <laughs> In a podcast, we talk about maps and countries. <laughs> Argentina, the leftmost country of South Africa. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, so we are talking about Chile. Um, I'll, I'll tell you where it is, because since me and you both are having a bit of trouble with this, I'll, uh, I'll look at my pre-prepared <laughs> notes to tell us where it is. So Chile is a South American country, with Argentina to the east, Bolivia to the northeast and Peru to the north, the Pacific Ocean on its west. So it's like sort of the southernmost um, country in South America. Chile is a cred- an incredibly long and narrow country. Um, it's about 2,653 miles long and 221 miles wide at the widest point and 40 miles wide at the narrowest point. Slice of bacon. Slice of bacon. It doesn't really look like bacon. It does. It's long and thin. I don't know. I don't know if it looks like... This is like the 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 uh, Latvia one again. The lime you, bean. He's calling Latvia a bloody um, bacon flag. 
<laughs> well, to be fair, the flag looks like bacon. Oh, God. Um, no, it's like it's either lime bean or um, bacon. It's an odd looking. Depending country. on if you want to be healthy. Sorry. It's an odd looking country, isn't it? Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, how on earth it stayed like that for so long. Like, why didn't Argentina just push a little bit further? Oh, it's the mountains, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's on the... I want to say it's the Andes. Yeah, it's on the Andes, yeah. That is the correct mountain chain. I thought it was the Himalayas. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> God, the Himalayas are there, China. Oh, are they? That's where Mount Everest is. Shh. It's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting cut. Do you right? know where anything is? <laughs> when, you, when, you saw, when you came up with the idea to do a geography podcast, <laughs> what was you thinking that was going to entail? <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. Ooh. It's a learning experience. A learning experience. Yeah, it is to be fair. But no, yeah, it's the Andes mountain range. Um, I mean, like they've tried. Like they've obviously fought each other in the past, like Argentina and Chile, and all these countries in South America have. So, yeah, in fact, I mean, Chile was actually. Without getting too, uh, I guess, political and too into it, but Chile was like pretty much the only country that helped Britain in the Falklands War. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh, of course, because I was against Argentina. Yeah. So they haven't always been like the best of friends. Not necessarily. So the name Chile, right? So there's no consensus on um on the idea of where the name comes from, but one idea could be it comes from the native uh, Quechua language of Chile. Uh, and um, it's meaning chilly, which means uh, cold or snow. What? Um, as Chile, as Chile being the southernmost part of the Americas, and as the Andes mountain range running through it, which is the longest continental mountain range in the world, um, gives it like a high ant- altitude and has like a lot of snow. This is something that I've just realised I don't understand. Right. Right. How? Why are chilies called chilies? They're hot. Yeah, why are chilies called chilies? They're, they're hot. Are they because they're from Chile? Like, you were just reading it there and you said something like, um, it's called chili because of how it's cold and, like, snowy. And then I thought, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, chili does mean, like, you've got a chill. So why is chilies, so they're so hot, called chili? So apparently it comes from like the Aztec word for it, and then the Spanish just kept that name for, for, for Chile. Yeah. I'm just having a look. Is there something about... Um, yeah, it's just the Aztec word for it. It's just so weird. So it comes from Aztec. A little bit of Aztec made its way into English, Scott. Isn't that crazy? That is very cool. Love, love a little bit of linguistics like that. Just throwing you a curveball. <laughs> Apparently, it's also a um, boy's name. A boy's name? Apparently. Yo, what's up, Chili? Hey, if there's any if there's any Chili's watching. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like... Um, 
basically it's from Aztecan chili, the native name for peppers. Yeah. So an Aztec word. Yeah, Aztec word making its way into English via the Spanish. Pretty cool. Colonialism. Which Chile was, of course, a Spanish colony at one point. Yeah. Like the majority of South America. Like, pretty much everywhere was either a British, French, or Spanish colony. Yeah, a few Portuguese chucked in there. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, One or two Dutch. So, yeah, the the Chile is to do with the cold, not... Because, like, I don't know why, but I thought the Chile was, like, a quite hot country. Um, I guess, like, parts of it are, like, the northern parts are probably more warm than the southern parts. Yeah, but, like, it's the southernmost country, so it's, like... Yeah. Some some parts of it definitely ain't going to be warm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And it's got loads of, like, mountains and stuff, so, like, obviously it's cold and snowy on the mountains, isn't it? Yeah. So what do you actually know about Chile, then? Considering <laughs> you wasn't too sure about the climate there. Um, I know that they had some... I know that their flag is often confused with the uh, Texan flag. Yeah. Because we called it out on a previous episode. And I know about the... There was uh, some miners that got stuck uh, quite a few years ago. And they got rescued. Uh, Aside from that, my knowledge of Chile is fairly weak. Yeah. It's just... It just blows my mind, Scott, considering this was your episode to, to, to decide to do, and you can't even remember why you chose it when we were setting it up. So, But, like, yeah, but that was, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Actually, it wasn't, was it? It was about two... It wasn't even two weeks ago. It was less than two weeks. Yeah. But still, my brain is a sieve and time is soup. <laughs> So yeah, there was the the miners in uh twenty ten. I yeah, that's when it happened. It's a pretty mad story, wasn't it? They were trapped underground for like sixty nine days. Yeah, and it was a weird thing because it was when they I th- I swear they like broke the rules to even get down there. What do you mean they broke the rules to get down there? Like you know, how you have like safety guidelines when you're doing pretty much anything. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they disregarded some safety guidelines, but I might be completely wrong in that. I'm not entirely sure if they did that. Um, I know it took 17 days to find them, and then from there they took a further... 69 minus 17 days to, to, to get them up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Siri. Wait, what was it? 69 minus 17. 52. It's mad that they were down there for like 17 days without anyone knowing where they were and they still lived. It is pretty, it was pretty crazy. Um, they had like very limited rashness as well because obviously they was, wasn't designed to be trapped down there for that long. So they had to like ration out the food like really carefully. There wasn't much water and stuff. Um, yeah. Wasn't there one? I swear there was one of them that had. Their wife and their mistress, like waiting for them. <laughs> Which probably he wanted to be put back on the. I wouldn't have come out the mine. You couldn't have got me out that mine for nothing. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of people waiting around all the time in that. Yeah. Yeah, 
It was like a huge media event, and it, it's, the story after is quite sad though. When they got them all out and that, there was all yeah. these promises of like, uh, like opportunities and jobs and stuff for them and that, and none of that came true. They kind of just got exploited for their story, and then kind of just like ditched. I mean, no mining company would hire them again either, so like they couldn't even get jobs again as miners because like, because they're linked to the government through like what they'd been through. Like, no mining oh, company would get them was... just on the risk of, like, if anything's not up to scratch, they can call the government in like like that. Oh, right, yeah. Blessing and the curse sort of thing. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, they must have got, like, there's no way that people didn't raise money for them. People raise money for everyone in, like, dire needs. Yeah, I'd imagine so. They were called Lost 3 and 3 Tress, which means, like, the 33. So there's 33 of them down there. I'm just having a look to see if there was a fundraiser. I bet you there was. There was a movie made about them, but they didn't get any money for it. No, that, that's stupid. That is really, really stupid. I don't know, man. Uh, again, like they did all their interviews and that, but beyond that, like, I mean, they couldn't really... A lot of them had PTSD and stuff afterwards, obviously. Yeah. Very sad times for them. Very sad times, yeah, for the lost... To be fair, though, like... Who's if it was someone's fault, they should have been sued to anything. But like, wow, I don't think it kind of was on it. Like to be fair, like the 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 mining company that set it all up were awful. They like had cut corners everywhere they could. Oh yeah, and things were just shoddy and dodgy. Do you know what I mean? There shouldn't have been that well, many. That case... There shouldn't have been that many of them in the mine to start with. There's too many of them in there. Like. All that stuff, but they couldn't pin anything on them. You know, oh, you know right. how legal shenanigans work and lawyers and that. Yeah, I've watched Suits. Yeah, that's a bit. That's it is a bit sort of ridiculous. So they weren't even able to sue the people that put them in the literal hole for sixty nine days. Yeah, like could you imagine if that happened sort of here? You'd have like, oh, just imagine if it happened in America. Oh god! America would have sued the president of the United States and everyone underneath him. But yeah, that's pretty much all I know about Chile is the is the miners and the Texas flag. Oh, the Texas flag. Well, we'll get to the flag later, Scott. We'll save the flag for a little while. So Chile has actually been in the news uh, quite a lot recently. Uh, one of the reasons they've been in the news recently was because of the amount of vaccines for the um, coronavirus the um, Chile has ordered right so Chile is like the number one country in South America for like in terms of response to the virus um, it's ordered it ordered 90 million vaccines which is enough to uh, fully vac- uh, fully vaccinate the population of just 19 million. Yeah. The goal is to vaccinate 80 percent of the population by June uh, looks like they are pretty much on track for that. Fair enough. That's good. Um, it's in the top three countries in the world when it comes to number of doses ordered per capita. Sorry, what was that? It's the fourth, was it? It's in the top three countries in the world. Right. To be fair, that that information is true now, but it's like this episode's not going up for like over a week after this. Like it's at time of recording. It's like because that everything will change. Like. They're moving, pretty much all all countries are moving mad on it. So, another thing to do with 
shit ain't been in the news uh, recently. Well, in and out the news recently um, about the government is the 2019 calls for a constitutional reform. Do you know about this? Um, I remember that you mentioned it to me for about two seconds. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so, as usual with me, I got to do a, I'll do a little bit of history for you. <laughs> I won't yep. go too in-depth, though, this time. So, in the 1980s, um, Chile was a military dictatorship. Um, that is when the constitution was written for the country. Now, Chile is now technically like a republic, like an elected democracy, but they still have that old constitution. Oh, right. So people were starting to call for like, we should get a new constitution because this is ridiculous. Like, and obviously, how you you can see how a government could abuse a, <laughs> a constitution from a military dictatorship. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like, surely that's the first thing you do when you get rid of a military dictatorship is get rid of the thing which gave the military dictatorship all of the power that they didn't want to have. Yeah, so they didn't do that. <laughs> As like uh, things were getting worse in the country, especially to do with like social care and like uh, education reform and stuff like that is when a protest really kicked off, and then in 2019 there was, like, a rise in the cost of, like, the subway fare, and then that sort of just really kicked, like, there was the catalyst for everything to, like, kick off with the protesting. Right. So the protests were, like, really quite violent. Um, there was a lot of vandalism. There was places being set on fire. Churches were burnt down. People were killed. Lots of retaliation from the police, though. So it was... Really, like, brutal. Really ugly. But to be fair, if the if the protesters are being violent and are setting things on fire, you kind I kind of do see why the police are also violent back. Like, because then they've got a sort of... That's... It's not... At what point is it a protest versus a civil war? Like, it's... But then the counterpoint to that is if governments would listen to their citizens before they had to burn down the church... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying the government isn't crap. I'm saying... Well, the police, the police just do what I the government tell them to, don't they? they just got to... Yeah. ...do what the thing is. But do you get what I mean? Like, I wouldn't expect any police officer to not shoot someone who's trying to shoot them. Yeah, but they did kill They did kill innocent people. There was this one woman that got... um, She was just walking to work, and the police just threw a tear gas, like, grenade thing, and it hit her straight in the eye and took, took her sight out completely. Lost both her eyes. Damn. It's just, again, like, we protesting does get out of hand and it's not good, but, like I say, if these governments aren't going to listen just with their dictatorship constitution, it does take a certain level of, like, people doing things for them, people to, like, accept, to accept that they're going to start changing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But obviously I don't condone burning down churches and stuff. Exactly. Some people, um, so what the people really wanted was uh, improvements to the country's health care, improvements to pensions, and education reform. So basically more socialist programs. Yeah, like any people want. Surprisingly enough, you got a conservative military sort of 
based government that doesn't want to help the people and the people want it. It's kind of, kind of, kind of like, almost like what we're seeing in Myanmar, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, there are some of the people on the other side of the argument say they, they, they do want change, but they want it to happen from like within the government slowly over time because they fear about what happened in Venezuela. Okay. Briefing about having in Venezuela. This exact same thing happened in Venezuela. They had like a corrupt government. They wanted to write a new constitution to get rid of the old dictator. The guys, the 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 dudes that came in to rewrite the constitution, managed to oust the dictator and sign themselves in as the new like ten dictators. <laughs> and the people were like, "This isn't what we wanted." <laughs> Let's do Venezuela next episode. Yeah, you want to hear more about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the... Where is Venezuela? Is that in... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, South South Africa. Yeah, South Africa, as you would call it. <laughs> Do you know... Uh, I, I've just realised I'm... Like, I actually did think that South America's shape was South Africa's shape, and I don't understand how. They do look kind of similar, to be honest. Yeah, you thought we were talking about Africa the entire time. No, 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 no. But, like, whenever I think... Whenever I would see... Like, if you took all the names out of it and you showed me South America, I would have said it was Africa. Oh, okay. Because they look vaguely similar in sort of their form. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do get what, what you mean. They do They do look very... They're sort of, like, top-heavy and they sort of, like, come out around the side a bit and then they go down to a point, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Africa's like the sort of less thin at the bottom, I guess. Less thin. <laughs> I don't know, Scott. Um, so yeah, we'll do um Venezuela next time. Yeah, we'll do Venezuela next time. God, that's gonna be a f- do you like talking about inflation? I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna be talking about next time. What is it all um, currency? Their finance minister didn't believe that by printing more money that it would like increase inflation. Oh, how? How are these people? That that person has more money than us. The finance minister that didn't believe in inflation, Scott, has more money than us. They got paid for that. But his money wasn't worth anything <laughs> in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's an ongoing thing, actually. So that's a thing, another thing that we could be shedding light on. It's the old Venezuela thing. It's really bad there, actually. Yeah? Oh, yeah, it's awful there right now. It's more like radicals now, Scott. <laughs> Coming to each of these countries, like, talking about the protests, talking about what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have a, a like completely separate podcast just for protests. This seems to be like what Rob's Matt's becoming right now. So maybe we're having. Maybe yeah. we're like we're like. It's it's, it's a teenager now. Sixteen, right? Uh, Sixteen episodes in. It's it's getting a bit like revolutionary, a bit radical. You know, it's looking at some oh, left wing ideas. You think we're, you know, we're an adolescent. <laughs> so it's teenagers, Scott, isn't it? It's a sort of like a bit anarchy, like uh, screw the man. <laughs> so does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean that every every episode is a year of Rob Smap's life? <laughs> I guess. So. If so, it's dying quick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dying like by the end of the year. 
<laughs> well, like by episode like sort of fifty, Rolls Bat becomes quite quick, or quite comes quite conservative and doesn't quite understand the new technology <laughs> and stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that actually for episode fifty. We should pr- pretend we don't know how to use our phones. <laughs> no. Like call, call in our like grandparents to help us, uh, and then by like the eighties, we're just forgetting to make episodes. We'll just get from episode 80 to episode 83. (laughs) And we'll just talk about like an episode from like the 20s. (laughs) 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 Right, so back to Venezuela. No, no, back to Chile. I didn't even catch that. Damn it. To be fair. Is there is there much more on the constitutional? I think the only thing you've got to go through now is just like how it actually came into law. Uh, I do want you to read some of the actual problems with the old constitution because oh, yeah? I think you'll find them quite interesting. Okay. So basically, what happened was on um on the twenty fifth of October two thousand and twenty, there was a referendum held. So the president of Chile did decide to hold a referendum to see whether they should change the constitution to try calm and quell the protesters. 78% of the vote was for approving the new constitution. And then 79% of the um, voted for the constitutional convention of, like, who's going to write it, basically. So, from the electorate, it was pretty... Right. It was a pretty, like, st- uh, strong sort of one way, wasn't it? Yeah. Although fifty one percent, oh, it had a fifty one percent voter turnout. Yeah, which that's that high for voter turnout. That a lot. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it was. To be honest, only one in two people. What's a good uh, example for like an average election? Uh, Brexit. Now Brexit was like a record high for the UK. Well, yeah, but it's a similar type of thing of, like, do we rewrite the Constitution? It was, like, 71%, I think, for Brexit. See, this is what I mean. It's, like, this is, like, that level of vote. It's your voting to change your country completely. Surely they had high voter turnout. And then you say 51%. Technically a majority, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Just. I'm just looking it up. It seems like it must have only... It's probably the only really the passionate that came to vote in it, and the passionate people were the ones that wanted to change it. So... Yeah. That's generally what you find with votes, isn't so, it? Uh, in their sort of... Looks like in their uh, elections, uh, you're generally getting around about 70 to 85, roughly in that range. So is this a low vote, vote turnout for them, then? It looks like it, Maybe yeah. there was a lot of people that were just like, I don't even know. Like, it's a big decision. I realised I was looking at uh, date from low to high. So I was looking at the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, 50, 51 is actually quite high for them now. Yeah, they're, they're averaging around 35 to 50. And then the mayors, it looks like the mayors are getting even less than that with like 36. Yeah, so quite a high turnout then. Yeah. And a very high vote in favour for changing it. Yeah, that is significant. 
So the problems with the old constitution is that its legitimacy was uh, in question due to how hurtful it was to many Chileans and when it was created during the dictatorship. And it was really it's redesigned to conserve the regime. So I got a quote here from, uh, I think it's pronounced Jaime Guzman, who was basically the guy that wrote the original constitution. The constitution must ensure that if adversaries come to govern, they are constrained to follow an action not so different from the one we would yearn for, so that the range of alternatives that it imposes on those in power are reduced enough as to make it extremely difficult to do another, to do other things. <laughs> right, so you can see oh, that is problematic, isn't it? <laughs> The constitution must ensure that if it adversaries come to govern, they are constrained to follow an action not so different from the one for which we yearn. Not so, so that the oh oh this is the guy that did the old constitution, the military. Yeah, this is the guy that wrote the old constitution. Right, and when he's saying, well, I thought it was like. When he's saying what we yearn, I thought it was like what the people yearn. Oh no, for like what? No, no. So this, so this is essentially saying that the person writing the constitution should have the the constitution should be such that people cannot change. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so even if they get someone else in, they yeah. can't really go straight too far from what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So these are like the core problems where people want to change it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of other um, issues with the constitution as well. Like there's this one. So, so, so the, yeah, this is on uh, the um, the idea of terrorism in the country. So you have those responsible will be disqualified t- um, to exercise public functions or positions for a period of fifteen years, whether or not they are properly elected as a rector or a director of an ed- educational establishment, or to exercise teaching functions in them to exploit the um, media, or to be a director or administrator of it. Nor may they be leaders of political, education-related organisations or of a neighbourhood professionals, business, union, student, or union character in general during said term. So that, on the face of it, looks fairly reasonable. You don't want terrorists to be running stuff. Yeah. But I'm imagining that they're using terrorism... Um, to mean domestic terrorists as well, which means protesters. The political majority decides what a terrorist is and what terrorism what what terrorism is and what who terrorists are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anything that the ruling power doesn't like can be considered that and classed as terrorism. So that is another huge issue that people don't like. And then there's this one, Scott, and this is about the division of power and how much power the president has. Because the president in Chile right. has an insane amount of power. So if you want to read uh, this yeah. one. Impose, suppress, reduce, or forgive taxes of any kind or nature. Create public service. Oh, so this is, this is the power of the president. So the power of the president. They can impose, suppress, reduce, or forgive taxes of any kind or nature. Create new public services or state-funded jobs to fix, modify, grant, or increase salaries, retirements, pensions, mutual aid, subsidiaries, and any other kind of 
emolments, emolments. Establish the modalities. Is that right? Yeah. Modalities and procedures of collective bargaining. Establish or modify the rules of social security. So essentially, they can they have the power to do all of the taxes. Like they decide the taxes. Um, they decide the public services, so all of the departments and everything, and um, they deal with like the state, so like bargaining with other people. I, I imagine that's what that means. So they kind of get to choose how much money they get and what they spend the money on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> thank you for summarizing that. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, though, presidents can't run for consecutive re-election. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. They can be elected more than once, because the, ca- the current one, uh, Sebastian Binera, he has been president before, but he's had a gap in his term. Do you reckon that's so that they can't sort of... Like, one person can't get so popular that they can get a vote that's, like, over 60%? I mean, I wouldn't imagine that, because I don't think they're worried about corruption too much, are they? <laughs> Well, no, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, they they actually um. Well, they actually are. So the thing is, this this guy Sebastian Puna, he's actually been um, uh, well, listening to the people's calls for the thing because he gave them the referendum, which, as we know, yeah. as we know by Article Nine of the the terrorism thing, they could have quite easily been considered terrorists, couldn't they? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the interesting thing is that that's why I think it was like presidents can't run for re-elections because this is the exact situation they were trying to avoid. Like, if someone, if a president is sort of like in power and sort of gets enough of a sort of stature that they can get people to like vote on their behalf rather than on the sort of militaries then they could become the one ruler rather than the military being the one ruler. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that's right. I don't but, know. Yeah. It's different because uh, it's a bit weird because obviously like now it's not a military dictatorship. It hasn't been for years, but it still has that constitution from before. So like That constitution, yeah. Which does give them a lot of power. The, the president is a... Well, he's like a billionaire president, you know what I mean? He's worth a couple, ah, a couple right. billion. Uh, I don't know if he was like that liked by the people at all, really. But I think he's working to try and do work with the people in some way. It seems weird. I was quite blown away by this. People protested for this, and the rich billionaire president that didn't need to do it because it makes him lose power has actually gone for it. Yeah, it. I mean, it speaks to something like it speaks to sort of true like intention to make the country better more than anything. Which is also like, why on earth would a billionaire still have a job? <laughs> yeah. Like, you've got to have some other motivation, because, like, you've already got generational wealth. Like, you've got a, a stab, like an estate. Like, you don't need to do anything else. So why are you? It's not going to be because of money. It'll be because of um, they want to make a change and something. It's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. This protest, these protests have been, but you know they, they were successful. Um, good on them because like that constitution is just terrible, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. 
there's no hope for change or progress in the country because from what I gather like the government's not been spending the money in the places it should be and that was kind of the right. core thing because they wanted like better pensions better health care uh, like they, like I said they they upped the subway prices which sort of kicked us all off and all that so we have an interesting flag mm-hmm. it's time for our favourite segment the flag the flag of Texas. Oh wait, Chile. <laughs> Can't tell the difference. Yeah, so we kind of already talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah, because I saw that there were... Uh, wasn't it one of the election ones? It was when we talked about... We talked a lot about emoji flags. Yeah. Well, that narrows it down. We couldn't figure out because the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be fair. I want to say it was Kosovo. I want to say it was that episode. Yeah. We were talking about uh, like state flags, um, like the United States flags, and I found that they don't actually have them. I think it's still something to do with if you're in America, then you can get them sort of thing. But um, the one that came up, kept coming up, was the Texas one. <laughs> and I was like, that's so weird. Why does Texas is the only one that has its own flag? And I thought it was something to do with like, I know that they're like very independent and they like, they're sort of like if any if any state's gonna try and secede from the union, it's gonna be Texas. Like so, I thought it was just to do with that. Like maybe they were like, we're gonna have our own emoji. Um, but then I realised it turns out that they were using the Chile flag, <laughs> which looks very similar, uh-huh. but is not quite the not same. Quite. Um, because the the Chile flag is essentially, um, it's a if you think about the lower half of the flag, that's just one big long red bar. And then the top half of the flag is a blue square with a small white five-pointed star in the middle. And the rest of it is a white bar. The Texas flag mm-hmm. is a blue bar that takes up the first third of the flag on yes, the left. vertical bar. With a medium, medium-sized five-point white star. And then the rest of it is split into two sections, one above, one below, with white and red. So you can kind of see, like, the the main, the biggest difference is the um, Texas flag, the blue bar on the left extends all the way down to the bottom of the flag, whereas in Chile it only sends halfway down. That's the biggest difference looking at it. It's just sort of in the canton, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's also true that, uh, just looking at them side by side, um, Chile's star is smaller, which that's very American to overcompensate on the star. Um, and it looks like the actual shades of the colours, uh, Chile's is brighter. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the blue and red on the Texas flag or the Chile flag? I quite like the colour of the Texas one, to be fair. That sort of red you don't see too much. Yeah. Is, that, is that that sort of... There I say it, carmine sort of red. I talked to a a person who has a first bachelor's degree in art or in a, in illustration, and I asked her what colour it was, and she said it's red. Well, yeah, it's red, but like what kind of red? <laughs> it's. Just, I showed her all of them, and she said they are red. <laughs> it made me laugh. Well, it's a slightly different shade of red. Uh, I kind of prefer it. It's, They're different it's shades. You don't see as often, do you know what I mean? You see the other one more often. I'll say it's it's a darker red. 
comparatively darker. Yeah. I like it. So the the meaning for it is on the Chile flag. The star means guide to progress and honor, or the independence of the state. The blue means the the sky in the Pacific Ocean. The white means the snow covered Andes, and the red is the blood of those who fought for their freedom. Hey. On the Texas flag, we've got the star that represents all of Texas and stands for our unity as one for God, state, and country. I thought the church and state were meant to be completely separate. I mean, have you seen the South of America? Well, it's yeah, called it the Bible like Belt. They got their... Yeah, to be fair. Is it? I thought the Bible Belt was in the... Oh, that's in the... It's vertically in the centre, isn't it? Not horizontally in the centre. Well, um... No, actually, hang on, hang on. I think I think the Bible bit was horizontally in the center. Oh no, you're right. It's not like a very, it's not like a straight line. It's like a yes, it's horizontal. I thought it was horizontal in the middle. It's horizontal in the south. Yeah, it's in like the southeast. Oh, yeah. All the kind, yeah. all the states you typically think about when you think like Christianity and stuff. Radical religion. But also, um, Texas used to be its own country, remember, Scott? So it could have been for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, I think it was about 10 years in the 1800s. Yeah. Didn't, isn't there one part of um, California that also got independence? Probably, because all these parts used to be part Calif- of the Spanish California Empire, didn't they? They were part of the Spanish Empire, which was then part of the Mexican Empire, which then sort of had their own autonomy for a bit and then became part of the uh, United States. But California's is even, is like, stupidly funny. Because it was like, it was independent for like, I want to say less than a week. (laughs) I do like that. But let's stay on topic so we can finish this (laughs) this episode. Yeah. uh, um, Oh yeah, so I guess I'll say it again. Because we only got to the star in the Texas flag and we went off on that. Tangent so the star again represents all of Texas. Just very quickly, it was it was it was twenty five days. Twenty five days. They managed to stay a republic <laughs> because they were uh, preceded by the Centralist Republic of Mexico and then seceded by United States. Yeah. So the blue. So yeah, the star represents all of Texas and stands for unity as one for God's state and country. Blue represents loyalty, white represents purity, and red represents bravery. Okay, so at least there's no blood of the people that died for their country. That's good. Yeah. Interesting, though, it looks like Texas completely stole the flag because um, Chile's predates it significantly. Yeah. Do you want to do the math on that one, Scott? How many years? <laughs> uh, it looks like, to my untrained eye, 22 years. Slightly less, I believe, because so it would be 21 and a bit. 21 and 8 months or something. But yeah, they're both right. I think the Chile flag's good. Um, if you look past the emoji test, this is, uh, this is questionable. It, it does. Cause did it pass the emoji test when you first saw it as an emoji, Scott? As an emoji? Yeah. When you, f- cause um, you immediately got confused and thought it was the... Texas flag. The Texas so flag. So I don't know if it does pass the energy test, really. 
You're right. But <laughs> then, that's sort of the definition of it, isn't that's it? That's not their fault. It's to be distinctive. That's not their fault. As, and people can tell you apart as an emoji. Like, looking at them side by side, you can actually, if you know, innit, you can easily tell them apart. Yeah. But then also, um, that would mean that the Texas flag doesn't pass the test, not the Chile flag. The Chile flag was first. Okay, so you're saying it does pass the test. Uh, I am checking the now. The Texas flag that may or may not have an emoji, depending on where you live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I, I'm looking at this on the Emojipedia, and uh, it looks okay. It looks good. Yeah, I think it's the right flag, and it? it's, it's got that red, white, and blue tricolour going on, but it's sort of doing its own little different thing, and it? With, like... I was going to ask you, because that was one of your biggest criticisms. It's because it's not got the normal... Tr- that you don't like red, white, and blue. Well, don't you start on dry colours, Scott? Oh, this is a normal dry colour. It's not a free band. It's a square and um, different sort of lengths of bands. Yeah, but you said red, red, white, and blue was your least favourite. Like, or was an overused colour combination. Yeah, it is an overused colour combination. But yeah, that's fair. You know, it, it looks white on a flag, doesn't it? Some flags pull it off better than others. This one looks okay. I think it's like a... It's a middle-of-the-road flag for me. It looks all right. Nothing wrong with it, particularly. But it doesn't excite me in any way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. Um, I'm just having a look. Is it better than... Was it Brazil's flag? No, I prefer Brazil's flag. I thought you said you didn't like Brazil's flag. No, I like the design of Brazil's flag. We've been through this. I like the design. (laughs) I was expecting a cooler story. Oh, that was it. That was it. You you hated the flag, right? I remember. And then you told, then you explained to me the actual meaning of the story, and I thought it was a bit better than what I originally thought it was. Right. I've turned the corner on Brazil, right? We've been through this, haven't it? <laughs> I'll call out your flag hypocrisies, Mister Lithuania sucks, but Myanmar's cool. I swear, I will make sure that the first merchandise we ever make is a sign that says "Rob hates Brazil's flag." <laughs> Right then, do you give it a pass? Yeah. Chile, you get a pass, but you're in the middle of the pack for me. Yeah, solid in the middle. So, uh, I'm just going to probably finish up with this um, last sort of thing about Chile getting a lot of earthquakes. Yeah, I have, I have, I know I said earlier that I don't know anything about Chile, I have kind of heard this. Yeah. Because it's on the Ring of Fire, isn't it? It's right on that sort of Ring of Fire fault line. So it gets those earthquakes, the biggest being uh, 9.5 on the Richter scale, which was in 1960. Uh, but the thing about earthquakes in Chile is they really just don't care about them. Like They have a lot of infrastructure to deal with them. You could say, you could say they're quite chill about them. <laughs> they are chill about them when it happens. There's literally videos online, right, of just like, Earthquakes happen in Chile, and people just like just jamming. They're just in their office, just like sort of sat down, or they might stand up. Yeah. To be fair, isn't it? Is it one of those things where it's like just the buildings are ridiculously safe because they have to deal with it so often? Like uh, Japan have Japan's buildings can like lean like trees, actually better than trees. Yeah, it's that sort of thing, and like some people say they can actually tell the strength of the earthquake just by the feel, because they have them so often. They can go like, oh, that was probably about that strong. So I mean, like, oh, that felt yeah. like a six or something. <laughs> Amazing. 
Like, could you imagine, like, them taking a trip to, like, here? And, like, if we had, like, a three on the Richter scale earthquake. And, like, just, it'd be like, see, like, Canadians being here when we have an inch of snow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is like that. Occasionally you do get a tiny rumble, don't you? In the UK, yeah. and everyone's like, there was an earthquake. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Got a teapot fell over. I nearly died. <laughs> I nearly died. My mug fell off of the table. Well, Britain can't hit, handle any sort of difference to the weather, and it? If it's not raining, the country falls apart. 